<laughs> What's going on? My bad, my bad. What was that, Jay? Man, I got this high tech table over here, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start, huh? Yeah. Um, what's going on, y'all? I'm Jordan Jean Louis back with another episode of the Ginger Sports Talk Show. And I got my one of my right hand men, uh, and uh, Anka Phone. What's going on, my brother? How we doing, Jay? Welcome back. Another week. Let's kick it, brother. Well, for this show, we got a little, a little furry friend, Rosie. Oh, with me. look at Rosie. The first episode. Mm-hmm. Look at that crazy puppy. What's she do? What's she up to? What's she? How's she um, been doing? She's trying to um, get some cardboard, but Rosie, stop, <laughs> stop it. But um, yeah, she's doing good. She's just in the office with me. Um, yeah. I wanted to pull her on for a couple of shows, uh, last shows, but I guess you know we didn't really have time. But yeah, she she was still maturing. How how old is she now? When'd you uh, get her? Like, uh, so she was born September fourth. Um, so I think six months. Oh, okay. February fourth. So yeah. So about around six months. So, so she'll be a year in September. September fourth. Yeah. So she's like still like five baby. months. Five months. Yeah. Five months. Five months. Six months. Yeah. But um. Yep. 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 So All we're right. back with another. Hopefully, our partner in crime, Maz, will join us soon. Yeah, Maz is having some technical issues with his router, and we'll we'll get that sorted out soon. He'll he'll join midway through if we can. If not, it's just us tonight, Jay. So yeah, uh, let's just get right into it. Our NFL hour starting up first, and big news after Sunday's Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl all and f- former All Pro running back from the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara, was arrested in Las Vegas on. Charges of assault and battery against one man in a bar in Las Vegas, and it was very shocking. I mean, we never we, we we know Alvin Kamara. We've seen him over the years. He's definitely been one of the the faces of the league now for the last few seasons. Known as a, a really nice guy, he's always lighthearted. You always see him laughing, and just to see uh, him sort of snap like that and, and hurt a guy like that, and now he's he's facing some uh, some criminal charges, and now he's. He's he's in he's in some pretty deep deep stuff right now. So Jay, I want to just bounce this off you real quick. How what, what was your first reaction when you when you heard the news that Alvin Kamara was in jail? Well, I think today he um he got out. Uh, he got released um, on on bond. Um, so he's out of jail. But I believe his next court case is uh, March eighth next month. Um, I don't know. Like I watched the Pro Bowl a little bit. Um, you know, I lied. I didn't. I, I didn't really. I, I really didn't watch anything. I mean, apparently he got arrested after the game. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was after the game. It was after the game. Um, yeah. I mean, I was doing my for one of my uh, assignments. I covered this, one of the stories. Um, and I covered Calvin Kamara, and apparently, um, that battery case. Because uh, different laws or different states have different, like you know, crimes and stuff. And I, I according to um that department um that charge uh that battery charge can he can face up to one to five years in in, in state prison so with um the investigation still uh going on i'm not sure if they will since they're still conducting it see what happened at, at the nightclub um it's too early to, to decide what the punishment will be but who knows like that's a big deal like he's a like i said a pro bowler um 
it's just goes to show that you know like even the situation like Henry Ruggs and another situation, but still in the same state, they don't play around in Vegas. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was sort of just, I didn't watch any of really the Pro Bowl. I, I'm not, I've never really watched the Pro Bowl ever. It's, it's nothing that I really get entertained by. I was sort of hanging with one of my friends here in my dorm. And then all of a sudden I just, he just quickly his birthday. Yeah. Alvin Kamara just got arrested. And I was like, what the Pro Bowl just ended? I, I I literally saw a highlight of him, like it was like the, the two hand touch play when he was getting like two hand touch, and he, I was like, I just saw that highlight on Instagram. He just got arrested now. And he's like, yeah, assault. And I was like, that that's nothing to play around with. Assault is not something you can take lightly because I, 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 something must have set him off because no way he would snap on a guy just just snap. So there must have been some prior argument to the the whole fight and and ordeal, but. Just, I mean, I saw I saw a report saying I think it wasn't just him. A, it was a video another person. Out. Apparently, there's yeah, video. No, I that saw came a report that. saying that it was it was him and, and another person involved in the altercation. And I'm not. I might have to go back on that, but yeah, I saw that there was a video that came out that kind of supported the victim's claim that he mm. was sort of the one who started it, but. Uh, it's just not a good thing. Alvin Kamara's coming off a big season. I mean, he's now pro. He's now five in his first five years in the league. He's been a Pro Bowl all five years. Second, two time second team All Pro, Rookie of the Year. This guy has been one of the most promising running backs in recent memory. One of the best dual threat running backs that we've seen. And the Saints now, in a matter of two seasons, have lost Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas might be soon leaving. And now Alvin Kamara, we don't know what's going to go on with him. So the Saints' future is in grave jeopardy, Jay. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if the Saints hired a new coach, but they, I mean, they yeah, I think they coach. did. I I didn't grab his name, but uh, I could pull it up real quick. Yeah, Keep I going. mean, like you said, like I mean, I mean, they need a new quarterback. I'm, I heard that James Winston might be traded. Uh, yeah. Michael but, Thomas. By the way, their uh, their head coach, uh, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen, just got promoted. That just happened oh. yesterday. So okay, so it's like so it's like an in-house kind of yeah in-house job. He just got promoted. So yeah, they just hired a new head coach. They they're, they're having to rebuild. They have a huge cap space problem. They have one of the worst dead cap hits in the entire league right now. Taysom Hill's getting paid a lot of money, and they're barely using him. Jameis Winston's coming off a bad injury. The, the Saints' future right now is in jeopardy. I mean, the NFC South is has always been up for grabs. Now that Tom Brady's retired, because now. The Bucks are going to be substantially weaker. The Falcons are nowhere close to being ready. Neither are the Panthers. So the NFC South, with all these teams severely depleted, is really up for grabs. And the Saints, you got to wonder what what the next step is for them. Yeah, I mean, you make a good like 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 I said. I'm not sure if um, pending further investigation. I'm not sure if um, maybe he he'll be dealt with the suspension uh, for the beginning of the year, um, depending on how serious the altercation was and what, like we've seen with the Henry Rose situation, um, they're, they're talking about in the beginning of the year, uh, Vegas does not play around. I mean, I know it's the, up, up in New York, it's a, it's, a city, it's, a city that, it's a city that never sleeps. The nightlife is crazy. And it, it shows the show if you're an NFL player or an NBA player or a pro player that that night that nightlife can catch up with you and um like in Henry in in rough situation it ended with with death which 
shouldn't be, you know, it's not good. And this one, it was in, with a fight. So, yeah, tough, tough break. I don't know who's in the Camaro's corner telling him what, what not and not to do. I, but I think this is his first like altercation. Like, I mean, yeah, he, he's never been a profile. guy to have problems like this. He's oh, he's always been a guy that you, you that kids can look up to. He's always been a guy who always done the right thing. He's always had a great personality, and it's it's tough to see this happen to such a nice young bright star who's had one of the great greatest starts to a career in recent memory that I've seen, but. Alvin Kamara arrested in Las Vegas. Trial will be happening in a month on assault and battery charges. Tough break for the Saints. Well, moving on, Jay, we, we, we were waiting for this. This is part two of our Super Bowl predictions. Remember we were talking about this last week? We were going to sort of split it up into, into two segments because, you know, we had two shows before the Super Bowl. So let, let's just carry back up with the conversation that we had last week. I know Matt's not here. Maz is not here. But what are you what are you seeing now? What 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 can you predict? What do you think is going? Do you expect from the Super Bowl Fifty Six matchup between the Cincinnati? Did we Bengals make predictions last week? We we did. I think you said you did and Matt you, both said Rams. Did you write said down Bengals. the scores? I didn't think I did. I I might have. I don't know if I have them here in front of me though. So, um, I thought I'm of the Rams. You you went with the Rams. I know that you and Matt went with the Rams, and I went with the Bengals. I think I'm going for the Rams, but I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals like make a comeback. That's exactly what you said. I remember that word for word. That's exactly what you said. Yeah, because I mean, Joe Burrow's. I mean, I gotta give him that man his flowers, man. Like, and he's proven to me that he can come back against. He he proved to me against the Chiefs. Um. So we'll. I mean, yeah, I'm going with the Rams because obviously they got a star-studded um uh front uh on the defensive side with Donald. Aaron Donald, uh, Von Miller, and Ramsey. Um, and then they got players on the other side, um, Cam Akers, uh, Beckham, and they have uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, so, I mean, I'm looking I'm looking at the Rams because the Rams, they are at their home playing in L.A. Yo, and speaking of the Super Bowl, did you see the, the prices of the tickets? It's uh, like the, a nosebleed seat, like $2,000 right now. Ridiculous, man! Like, how how do you expect fans to come see this game if you're you're giving absurd ticket prices? Yeah, I mean, I saw one seat was like six thousand. That's like my tuition, man. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> that's like that's like two classes here. That's that's insane. Um, and I think Chad Ochoacinco, Chad Johnson came out and said, you know, like he posted a picture of like the um the stadium, like the prices. He was like, oh, like how are you if you're a diehard fan. How are you gonna have ticket prices like skyrocketing? Um, so, but but yeah, I think I have I have the Rams beating the Bengals. I'm gonna say it's gonna be thirty to twenty four Rams. As of currently right now, the the Rams are favored by four points to win by the sports books. And, and you know, th- this whole playoff run has just been completely weird. We, we've seen. A mirage of upsets, barrage of upsets, I should say, not mirage, but barrage of upsets. The Rams were a team that one of one of the two that we all figured would make the Super Bowl. I thought it was either going to be the Rams or it was going to be the Buccaneers. I, I didn't really have too much faith in the Packers just because we know their history, but the Rams made it. So one of the two teams that I expected to make it made it made it. 
on the other side of things, the AFC is just this entire season. I won't even say the playoffs in general. It's just been this entire season has just been a whirlwind of just upsets, bad teams beating good teams, good teams falling, good teams picking back up, good teams that started off tanked. It's just been a weird year for the AFC, and, and I it's it's only right that the Cincinnati Bengals made the the, the Super Bowl this season, and it's it's not. A fluke, I would say. I think this Bengals team is set up for success way down the line. They got a great team headed by one of the great young stars in this game and Joe Burrow. Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty, whatever you want to call him. He's been one of the great stars of the game this year, come off an ACL tear in his rookie season. He's, he's one of the calmest, cool, collected players I've ever seen play the quarterback position at such a young age. I mean – I'm not going to say ever because, you know, we've seen the Tom Brady's, the Joe Montana's, the Peyton Manning's. We, we've seen them do what they do. But Joe Burrow, at the age he's at and, and the part of his career he's in with the weapons he has and the offensive line he has, which is – don't get me wrong, this Bengals offensive line is really bad. But Joe Burrow is making it work despite all of that. And I, I think it's not a stretch for me to say the Bengals are better than the Rams right now. I think Jamar Chase and T. Higgins line out a receiving core that's – and Tyler Boyd – Later receiving core that's one of the best in football right now. You got a defense with Sean, uh, Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson making one of the great pass rushers in the game right now. Secondary Eli Apple, Von Bell, and and um, Jesse Bates have really performed well here in this playoffs. And this Bengals team is is gritty. They have a identity right now. How they want to be. They have a great run game with Joe Mixon. Sam McPherson, one of the great kickers in the game so far and only his rookie season. This Bengals team is complete right now. They, they I know they only have a, a really, I should say, mediocre to low-end offensive line, which as we saw last season with the Chiefs, if you go into a Super Bowl with a battle line, it could have some dire consequences. But I don't think that's the case. I think this Bengals team is built, even with a battle line, to, to knock off these Rams. I know these Rams – have a, a great front seven led by Leonard Floyd, Sebastian Joseph Day, and, and of course, what you mentioned, Aaron Donald. But this Bengals team has shown me time and time again. I picked against them, against the Chiefs, and I thought the Chiefs were going to steamroll them. But this team shows that time and time again, when they get knocked back down, they can get back up. As a Ravens fan, it pains me to say, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's not a crazy stretch of the imagination. I think they're going to. Jay? <laughs> well, really, what do you think, girl? You got Rams or Bengals? <laughs> well, she's, she's, like Rams. she's very quiet. I, don't know if she uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a dog, man. But, um, <laughs> hey, what's the dog no, uh, well, she, I mean, I'm a dog whisperer, so she said the Rams, man. Um, oh, right. yeah, of course, she, she said the Rams because, uh, when, what, why is why do you think that, Rosie? You want to But uh, no, she thinks that because the same way I do, like uh, the you know the Aaron Donald uh, Beckham. Um, she thinks that she thinks whatever I think. Come to the ball. But um, yeah, I mean, and all you said was good, man. Like. Like I said, I mean, I want to. I choose the Rams, but I want to be surprised if Burroughs 
Burrows and then make a like a late game comeback. Um, like we said on previous shows, that this Super Bowl it, it, it can go either way. Um, and this is the first time, like you know, we haven't seen Brady. Um, well, not the first time, but not in a long time. But two teams that really weren't really expected. I thought the Rams Super Bowl. Huh? The Rams are building for the Super Bowl. I mean, but did you know that they're going to sign Odell Beckham midway through the season? I mean, they were doing everything they and could. And Von Miller. I remember I said a few weeks ago, if it wasn't, if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl this year, their window's closed. They have everyone it, thought like Aaron, uh, like uh, the Packers or like the 49ers were going to make it, or like you know. I so thought they, it was going. I was. Gonna, I thought it was either going to be the Bucks or the, or the Rams. Packers. They need to show me they could do it first. How many times have we seen the Packers get a one seed and then choke in either the NFC Championship game or the NFC Divisional round? It happens every single year in the. Well, I should say outside of the Super Bowl forty-five year in the Rodgers era, Rodgers has never been a consistent playoff quarterback. I thought this Rams team was built to make a Super Bowl run. They they finally have a competent pro quarterback. They have a, a very good passing game, one of the best in the league, and a defense that's built to go all the way. They they built this team from the ground up. I mean, they've traded away their entire draft capital, their entire future. They have mortgaged their future on this Super Bowl, on this one game. And it's up to Joe Burrow and the Bengals to to ruin it all. And and you're right, Jay. I think I think the Rams right now if we're if we're calling roster by roster, I do believe the Rams have a better roster. But I just think the Bengals are going to win in a four-quarter grind them out game in a Super Bowl setting. The Bengals are going to win. No, Jay, that's just my final thought. Any final thoughts? Just one more one more thing you want to say? Yeah, I mean, I think the Super Bowl is going to be it's going to be epic. It's going to be in LA, bright lights. Um and I feel like I want my boy OBJ to get a Super Bowl, man, because I feel like, you know, he's been a, a – the the only really moment he has was, was when he he's on the Giants, but he made that one-handed catch. I mean, his, when he was, like, his first couple of seasons in the league, he was injury-prone, um, missed a couple of seasons. But I, I want to see him win one. Um, and maybe sports, anal- uh, sports analysts around the sports world will debate if, you know – if he wins the ring, will he be like a top ten, top five receiver? We'll we'll see. Um, because we go all these, all these, like DeAndre Hopkins in the league. We have you know, um, um, Debo Samuel. You know, we got all these top receivers, and OBJ is like he's been kind of not talking about because he's been under bigger bigger midfield in the Cleveland Browns. So like now he got released, went to the Rams, got got traded. And I'm excited to see him get a ring. Um, but don't be surprised if Joe Shiesty might pull up and, you know, make a comeback. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Super Bowl happens Sunday, February 13th, SoFi Stadium, Bengals-Rams. Tune in. I think the, the game's going to be on uh, NBC this year, I believe. Yeah, NBC. So Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth will be on the call. So next story up on our NFL Power Hour, the GOAT, Tom Brady. We already mentioned last week that he retired. It was sad. The GOAT's gone. But recent comments brought up by Brady in a of his podcast, Let's Go, said that he's not throwing away the potential of a possible comeback. Brady said in the interview on his Let's Go, you know, I'm just going to take things as they come. I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think anything, you know, you never say never. 
Never say never, Jay. Is it possible that we see Tom Brady take a year break and maybe come back to the game? As many sports fans who would like him to come back and um I don't know. I mean, I uh, that's a hard question because, you know, I mean, I as a sports fan, I would like to see him back playing next year, but I really don't think he's going to come back. I mean, I know he, he might be teasing it for now. Um, I just don't see what he has to prove, man. I mean, he's seven rings, seven uh, – I mean, so many Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl accolades, so many passing yards, so many pass touchdown numbers. I mean, wh- what are there to prove? I mean, he's been there. He's done that. He might come back maybe – maybe because he said he wanted to do it till he's 45. Um, so, but I don't see how he just comes out and like talk about his wife and his kids and how he wants to spend more time with them, you know, and, um, and just to say like, he's going to come back. I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll come, I, like you said last week, like when I asked you on the podcast, um, do you ever see Brady in a role, like in, as a coach or GM, you, you said no. So I don't see him coming back like as a quarterback. I mean, I. Um, and like each each time I watched an episode of Men in, Men Men in the Arena, which is Tom Brady's um documentary series, I gained more respect for him. Like you know, like he, I used to like hate him because like he he always complained to the referees, and he he invented Harry or he started the tuck rule, um, so against the Raiders, uh, against uh, Charles Woodson, but. I mean, this man has nothing to prove. Um, and like I said, like we are in a new era of quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Burroughs. Um, and it's time for them to get their chance, man. So let Tom Brady retire. Let him, you know, enjoy. I mean, he has his TB12 company. He has, you know, everything. So, I mean, maybe he'll come back next season. Who knows? It's Tom Brady. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Jay, I, I sort of see where you're coming from. I don't know if I get that fine for saying Lamar Jackson, but I mean, I'm, I'm no, sorry, I man. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's, true. it's, it's, it's context. Context. Okay, it's fine. That one wasn't bad. All right, but back to what I was saying. I see where you're coming from. Tom Brady definitely, he's done his, his, his due diligence in the NFL. He started out in 2000. He's played 22 seasons. He's won seven Super Bowls. Three-time MVP, three-time first-team All-Pro, all-time passing yards leader, all-time passing touchdowns leader, first guy to seventy thousand passing yards. He's just, or yeah, he's just done it all. I mean, he's he's the goat for a reason. But when you have a guy like that who has a competitive edge, he wants to be the best. He always wants to go out and do it. Do you think he's going to be satisfied just sitting at home watching football next season and being like? I'm better than those guys. I could do it better than them. Why am I sitting at home? And you know what? I feel like a guy like Tom Brady's going to have thoughts like that. He's going to want to come back to the game. He wants to show that he still has it. And when he's sitting at home watching these games, that thought's going to come through his mind that maybe I should come back for another season, try to go for number eight. But the problem is, which team do you think he would come back with? 
because if he's going to come back for another season, he's going to want to come back to a team that's in a win now mode. I think now that the that Brady's gone, the Buccaneers are going to go back into rebuilding mode again because they're going to they're going to lose a lot of free agents cuz I think a lot of guys are are lined up to leave this year. They're not going to be able to pay them all like they did last year. So Brady when he's if he ever does consider coming back to the league ever, which is still a huge maybe, you're going to have to look at the right team because he's not going to want to play for a rebuilding team. He's going to want to play for a team that wants to win a championship and th- and that still wants his services too. You don't know if a year on the couch, people are still going to want Tom Brady's services in a year because we've, we've seen stuff like that fizzle out and you know, guys sort of making a comeback story and they're just like, yeah, you've been out of the game too long. We don't want us. We don't want to waste our time with you anymore. So, but I, who knows? Maybe with, with Tom Brady, you're going to have opposition to that. But I'm just saying, Tom Brady is a competitor in every sense of the word. And I can definitely see a possibility where he doesn't want to hang up the shoes just yet. And we get a nice another uh, one to two seasons out of him. Yeah, you do make a good point because if he does come back, listen, I didn't even think about this. Like, thank you for bringing this up because, like, I thought, like, he might go back to the Buccaneers. But you, you make a good point. Like, what team is going to suit Tom Brady? Because, like you said, Buccaneers might go into rebuild. I mean, they're going to go into rebuild because they can't really keep all the players they have with the salary cap. Aaron Rodgers is up in the air. He, I mean, he's not retiring, but what team he's going to, I don't know. Um. So the question is, I mean, where would you – I mean, would he go to the NFC or stay in the NFC? You think he's going to – and plus well, you mean, have all these new coaching well, you hires. Gotta think gonna about, be- you got to think about a year from now because he's not going to come back this season. And if he does come back, what teams do you think would be in line to be in a championship window that don't have a quarterback? I mean, you can – who knows what the Vikings' future is with Kirk Cousins? Maybe Kirk Cousins. I think they might resign him, but if they let him walk. There's going to be a quarterback hole that needs to get filled. And I don't know if Tom Brady wants to go back to Minnesota. I think he he likes being Tampa Tom. He loved Florida. I don't know if you would want to go to Minnesota to win another championship, but that's definitely a possibility that could be on the table. I mean, Denver's always a team that's looking for a quarterback, but I think they're still in a rebuilding phase. Uh, we talked about Las Vegas, but that's definitely going to be, I feel like Las Vegas is definitely going to look either to sign an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson, or they might just stick with Derek Carr because Derek Carr had one of the best seasons of his career this year. But Tom Brady, he's got to think these things because I, I think he's a smart guy. He's one of the smartest guys in football because he, he's able to play for this long. You got to be smart. You got to know how to take hits. You got to know the playbook. You got to know all these things. You got to be smart. And I know Tom Brady's smart. If he he knows what his body's limitations are, if he can come back for another season, I think maybe he would. He would come back next season, I think, if his body if he knew his body would. So there, there might also be something health-related that Tom Brady's starting also to consider that could probably hinder him from coming back, Jay. Yeah, because, I mean, as the league progresses, I mean, there's going to be faster linebackers. I mean, they want to get to the quarterback. 
I, I just feel like the best option for 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 Brady is just to sit back for a couple of years, retire, and just. I mean, I know, I know, like like you said, like Tom Brady. Like so, we have these players that like the Tom Brady, the, the Michael Jordans, the LeBron James, um, the goats that separate them from other players. They they are hungry. They want more. Strive for greatness, or for what LeBron's uh, famous motto is, and that's what Tom Brady does. I mean, he's the man's already great, in, like already. Um, but like, I don't see him sitting and watching football uh, ne- next year. Uh, he could come back. He said, "Never say never." And you got to think about it. LeBron James is like 37, 38. It's the way they treat their bodies. It's the way they put money into their money. They invest their money in, into their bodies, and yeah, like, it's. When it comes to Tom Brady, I, I I don't know. I just I feel like he's just should enjoy retirement, spend, spend time with his kids. Cause you never know. Like we saw with Kobe Bryant, like it's like a part of his life. You know, like family you can't take stuff for granted, man. Yeah. And Tom Brady elaborated on like his his wife watching, get, taking hits, uh, getting getting concussions and stuff, and like um. I don't know. I'm just. I feel like family's important, man. Like that's how I live by family. Family over everything. So I feel yeah. like Tom Brady should, you know, take a ch- take a chill, relax. You had those seven rings, and maybe in a couple years come back. Maybe you can pull like a Jordan and come back and retire. Come back in a couple seasons, but I, I just don't see it happening. Like I don't know. Yeah, Tom Brady. Because you, you only get older, you know. Like you don't get younger, so. Yeah. That's how time moves. Tom Brady retired last week, had some reconsiderance, but we don't know what the future may hold for the GOAT. Hall of Famer, definitely. Possible return, maybe not. Well, moving on, our la- our, se- our second to last story here on our NFL rap sheet is just that, what was that Pro Bowl, huh? I didn't watch any of it. Not at all. I never watched Pro Bowls, but... It's just become an issue that why do we even have one? Like it doesn't do anything. It's just just an excuse for the NFL to try to get more viewership. I like the skills challenge. That's always fun. Dodgeball, fastest man challenge. Those are always cool things to do. Like the little passing challenges. Those are always fun. But the Pro Bowl itself is just a joke. I mean, the AFC beat the NFC in the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas on Sunday, 41-35. And the game was, for lack of a better word, a joke. There were a lot of two-hand touch, no contact, a lot of easy stuff. It it wasn't it was an all-star game, yeah. But at the at the end of the day, you, it's still a game. Like I want I want to see some competition out of these guys. Problem is, you don't want these guys getting hurt, and I get that. Teams don't want their guys risking injury in a game that's meaningless. MLB All-Star Game, NBA All-Star Game, NHL All-Star Game. At least those are all games where you can see that there's competitiveness in that. The Pro Bowl, it's hard to replicate that because football is such a gruesome, violent sport that you just can't recreate that in in an exhibition setting like the Pro Bowl. 
So I, I don't know about you, Jay. I just want to know, bounce some thoughts off you about what you thought about the Pro Bowl, what you want to change, and do you think the Pro Bowl is still a thing that should happen anymore? Yeah, I mean, I, like I'm with you. Uh, like to be honest, I didn't watch. I only watched like a couple, like maybe a quarter of the other Pro Bowl. I mean, it was depressing to watch. Um, you know, like just, just like JJ Watt, I think he tweeted out during the game. He was like, "This this game is whack." I mean, think about it. There's teams like just like I said last week about like the NBA All Star games and how like they. I mean, there's a little bit of competitiveness in in the NBA, but. Just back in the day, like players would like, like you. There's the best athletes in the NFL got picked for one for one day out of the year to come together and play a game, a competitive game. And now it's just soft. Like back in the day, like I've seen like what, um, old All Star our Pro Bowl games where like players would actually tackle people like. Full on the Sean Taylor time. hit, man. Yeah, the Sean Taylor hit exactly. My point. Oh, um, rest in peace, man. Uh, to him, but um, yeah, I feel like you know, it's getting softer, and I feel like I get it. That's why our quarterback, because he was picked, um, he, he, like he didn't play. Uh, well, he Lamar got didn't play because he also had that ankle issue that was still well, that too, but still, that you don't want that to my point for that. about the injuries. Yeah, I, I get it. People don't want to get injured and. Um, but there has to be some level of competitive c- competitiveness. Um, I don't know. Uh, if the is there like a an award like like you know how like the All Star Game MLB All Star Game like if you win you get like like a car or something like that. Like, is there a certain award? Well, that's, that- that's the MVP award. Who wins the All Star? I, I think there is a Pro Bowl MVP, but. I just don't know if there's like much to it. It's just yeah. you get you get the award and you sort of just go off in the sunset for your off season. Yeah, I do like like you said like the um like the all star festivities or pro Bowl, like the um the skills challenge the fastest man challenge um a couple good catches um boss like Stefan Diggs it was pretty fun uh, to watch those are cool to watch um. But the Pro Bowl is just like I don't know. It's just like like I said, two hand touches. That's not football. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like they should remove the Pro Bowl. You got a That's point, Jay. Opinion. You got you got a point. I, I I think the Pro Bowl. I feel like the NFL does need like an All Star setting, but also it's also screwed up because. The Pro Bowl voting is just so bad, and it, and it's always been bad. And people just vote for the players that they know. So at the end of the day, even the voting process is a joke. These guys are going out there and playing in a meaningless game, and in the end, some of these guys who deserve to be there aren't. And it's just a travesty in my mind that players are. are Sometimes their salaries are dependent on if they need the Pro Bowl or not, and they're just not getting in because of the fan vote. And the game itself kind of stinks because it really doesn't mean much. I mean, the Pro Bowl drew in 6.7 million viewers. It's the smallest Pro Bowl audience since 2006. No one's watching the game. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. NFL's got a problem on their hands. If they want people to be interested in their game – you gotta do something 
in an all-star setting. Maybe like instead of doing a pro, you do a pro bowl, but you do like flag football, I guess. Cause I get, you, you don't want these guys going full speed at each other because you know, the concussion issue, the NFL's always been under heat for concussions and, and they're, they're trying to save face by limiting contact and they can't have guys in a meaningless game going all out and trying to kill each other. Cause that just goes against what they what they said in their, their release by trying to prevent more concussions. Yeah, like I mean I just say just remove the purple as a whole because like you said, the viewership was low. Um it has been lower it has been like the lowest it's ever been. And I just feel like, you know, do something else that they will pull more viewers because, like, you know, people love football. People love the 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 violence of football. Um, I don't know. I think it's removed the purple as a whole. But I'm, I, I'm not sure what they would do as a substitute for, like, that game. I'm not sure. Um, Maybe, like, you could do, like, a flag football game. And but still, can... like, two-hand touch kind of in a way. Yeah, but two-hand touch with pads just looks stupid. And two-hand touch itself is That's bad. true. That's true. That's I'd rather true. play flag than two in touch. That's you know? true. But like it, it, the game had its moments. I mean, you know, our guy, our our favorite tight end, best tight end in the league, March Andrews, led the game in receiving five catches, eighty-two yards, two tutties. Good for you, Mark. Getting a little bit more exposure out there. But Pro Bowl, meaningless, useless. What else is there to say about it? Kind of a joke. So last story for our NFL slate. The NFL Honors, the award show that releases all the uh, like you know single single season awards for each player, is on Thursday. And me and you, Jay, I just want to I just want to do a quick little bounce session of who do you think is going to win specific awards. Uh, what we're what we're gonna do is I think we're gonna start with coach of the year. Then we'll probably move to offensive rookie of the year, then defensive rookie of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and then we'll finally round it out with the MVP. So I'll I'll just start with you, Jay. Who do you think the coach of the year is gonna be? You're on mute. Is there a list of like the coaches that are in the they're running. I think Zach Taylor for Cincinnati. Um, let me. I don't know if they have like finalists, uh, but I definitely think we could see. Right now, AP Coach of the Year finalists. I think Zach Taylor's definitely got to be on there because mm-hmm. of the turnaround that's been going on in Cincinnati. Mike Tomlin. Um, is definitely going to be another guy that should be mentioned amongst the coaches of the year. Mike Vrabel, another guy, Tennessee Titans head coach, had a great year, number one seed in the AFC, despite all the injuries that happened within Tennessee. That should definitely be a guy that gets nominated. So I'll just say now, who do you who do you think has a shot at winning the uh, coach of the year? I feel like I hate to say it, but I think it's Zach, Zach Taylor because, like, you know, the Bengals pre-Burrow, 
they've been kind of like, you know, subpar. Um, and the NFC has always been the Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Bengals were kind of like in the mix, but they weren't really like. Cleveland? You think Cleveland was always in the mix? Well, since Baker Mayfield, kind of like. We had, they had we that had one that. season where they made the playoffs. They were never. Well, outside of that one season, they were never in the mix. Well, yeah. Well, compared to the Bengals, I mean, okay, yeah, right. So, so Baltimore and Pittsburgh, they've always been like the two teams in the AFC. Um, so the the way that Zach Taylor has led their team uh, to the Super Bowl after having a good year, uh, I think he's going to win the coach of the year. Like, what do you what did you see from Zach Taylor as a coach that that made you prompt that outside of the Super Bowl run? Do you just think that the turnaround, just the, just the turnaround, the poise, or to keep his teammates like or keep his like his his players like uh, you know focused on the goal, um, you know, uh, him and uh, uh, with, with Burroughs and Jamar Chase and and Mixon as a good mix as a good combo. Um, and I think that, you know, the turnaround, you know, um, how they beat the Chiefs in the season and they beat them in the playoffs, uh, come back from the 18-point deficit. 18-point deficit. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that he deserves it. Um, it sucks to say because we're Ravens fans, but got to give these people their flowers sooner or later. So I feel like he can – I feel like he deserves it. Uh, I like Zach Taylor too, but – I'm also going to make a little bit of a case for Mike Vrabel because I feel like this guy also deserves the flowers that we we were given Zach Taylor. Mike Vrabel took this Tennessee team that had the most players on injured reserve in the NFL. They had no Derrick Henry for a good majority of the season, who was their primary offensive weapon. They had Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback and Julio Jones having the worst year of his career on offense. They had no Taylor Lewan at left tackle. This team was ravished with injuries. On the defensive side of the ball, outside of Kevin Byard, this defense really wasn't much. And he took this team to a number one seed. Granted, they did lose to Zach Taylor's Bengals, but this Titans team has gone way above the expectations that anyone thought they were going to after the loss of Derrick Henry, to being a number one seed and to proving all the doubters wrong. They had some big wins. They beat the Bills that one game on that fourth and one, remember that Josh Allen run? They had some key wins. They beat the Rams. They blew out the Rams. I remember that game. Whoa. They blew out the Rams that game. I think Stafford had, what, like four picks that game? Just crazy. Titans definitely had one of the better seasons in the NFL. And the AFC could be also a contributor as to why they were number one seed this year. I get it. The AFC was relatively weak. A lot of, a lot of superpowers went down and it was all around just a, a sort of a bloodbath teams. This team beat this team, this team beat this team. The Jets beat the Titans for some reason. They, <laughs> it was just a crazy year all around. Think about that. Actually. Now think about it. the Jets beat the number one seed in the AFC and they beat the Bengals. Where the Jets had the weirdest season I've ever seen. But back to the topic at hand. The Titans and Mike Vrabel deserve all the credit. Mike Vrabel is a hell of a coach. And and he's also had to come with some controversy. There's also been skirmishes with him and, and some other coaches, notably, you know, our John Harbaugh. But 
that'll we let that subside right now. Mike Vrabel gets the most out of his players. Players would love to run through a brick wall for the guy. And he's just a leader in every sense of the word. And I think Zach Taylor is going to get this award because of just this run that, that Cincinnati's made and just the turnaround that he's had. Because his first two seasons were horrible in Cincy because of just what, what was going on. But this turnaround is definitely what's going to give Zach Taylor a little bit of an edge over Mike Vrabel. But I just felt the need to just give Mike Vrabel his flowers now because he just deserved it. One of, one of the great coaches in the game. I think he's going to be with Tennessee for a really long time, Jay. Yeah, I mean, come to think about it, like I think he'll fall to number two behind Zach Taylor. But like you're right, like he, you know, didn't have Derrick Henry for uh, for like a majority of the se- rest of the season. And he still made made it to a number one seed. So, I mean, it's just the fact that you know, I feel like the edge over uh, Vrabel is just how the Bengals had a kind of like you know up and down season, and then they got better towards the end of the season, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Like, you know, people thought that it, even I thought when I did my predictions, like Chiefs are gonna smack the Bengals. Because you know, it's the Chiefs, they're at home. They got Tyreek Hill, they got Travis Kelsey. Um, like everyone, like I don't know about everyone, but like all the pundits were saying that the Bengals are going to lose. And then they, and then I, I mean, even I thought they were going to lose against the Titans because, you know, Derrick Henry he was going to go off. Um, so I, I, I kind of was doubting Burrow and the Bengals. But I mean, they deserve to be, to be in the Super Bowl. And I feel like Zach Taylor deserves to be. Like, like, what a way to put a shape on the season. Coach of the year in Super Bowl ring. That's 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 awesome. But yeah, sounds great. I mean, Zach Taylor definitely did what it was asked of him, and he had one of the great turnarounds in the NFL this season. All right, so the next award we're definitely going to look at is Offensive Rookie of the Year. And and Jay, tell us why it's Jamar Chase, and give us why. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not even giving me an option to choose, but no, I mean, what other option is there? I mean, Jamar yeah. Chase, he, he's a man. Um, you know, him and him and Joe Burrow are are legit. Um, here you can take like like I'm gonna I'll look up the stats real quick, uh, so I don't have to. Yeah, Jamar Chase. There, there, this was a question last season. Remember when we uh, when the, the offense rookie of the year was in question whether it would have been Justin Jefferson who had one of the great rookie receiving seasons ever or Justin Herbert who had one of the greatest rookie quarterbacking seasons ever. And that was definitely one of the debate. Would it be Justin Herbert? Would it be Justin Jefferson? And I think there's somewhat of a, another conversation now. Is it going to be Jamar Chase? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Najee Harris gets a little bit of discussion here and there, but I don't think Najee Harris is even close. I think Jamar Chase is definitely offensive rookie of the year. If there is a season for a wide receiver to win offensive rookie of the year, this is it. And if there's no other choice in my mind, if, if a receiver can't win offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase has to win it right now. Jamar Chase let all is I think he's, he has the rookie record for most receiving yards in the season. I think he has the rookie receiving record for most receptions. This guy's been a machine, an animal. And he is the main reason why this Bengals team had this turnaround. Joe Burrow finally had a weapon, a number one receiver he could throw to, and that allowed this offense to explode. T. Higgins has emerged as one of the great number two wide receivers because of that. 
Tyler Boyd's been one of the best slot receivers this season because of that. Joe Mixon's running game has opened up because of it. The offense has now been built around Jamar Chase, and that's what has caused this Bengals team to go all the way to the Super Bowl. So Jamar Chase, without a doubt, in my mind, offense rookie of the year. Mac Jones, not even in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. I'm looking at the stats. Um, Jamar Chase had, um, for the season, 1,455 receiving yards. So, I mean – He's leading uh, the receivers in that in that category. So I mean, that's I feel like he deserves it, man. Um, definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, he's definitely um, my choice for off the player of the year. Off his rookie of the year. Or I'm oh, sorry, rookie of the year. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jamar Chase definitely having one of the great receiving seasons. And if he doesn't win it as a receiver, there's no chance for another receiver to win it because this guy has carried this offense. And Mac Jones, for the last half of the season, last few games, kind of fell off. And and they were saying Mac Jones for a while, but he, he didn't finish the season strong. So Jamar Chase, rookie, offensive rookie of the year. So next award, defensive rookie of the year. I think this one is another easy one, and I think it's Micah Parsons. Guys even being in talks for defensive player of the year, that's just how good he's been this season. I think he's had 12 sacks, three forced fumbles, he play Mike. He could play edge rusher. He does whatever you ask from a real Swiss Army knife of sorts. Micah Parsons, defensive rookie of the year, and I think it, it's without contest, Jay. Yeah. So I mean, I, I feel like it has to be either Micah Parsons or Stephon or um, Tr- Trayvon Diggs. Man. Trayvon Diggs isn't a rookie though. He's not a rookie. He's, he's a second year guy, so he can't he can't win it. I think I'm Michael, Michael Parsons. Yeah. Because, like, he's he's on my boy Big Maz's team. Yeah. If Maz was here, Maz would be going off on, like, a nice, like, six-minute rant on how great <laughs> Michael Parsons – how great Michael Parsons is and how he's one of the great players <laughs> in the game right now. Maz, but, get your Wi-Fi fixed so you can be here. Yeah, man. Anyways, you're getting fun anyways, so it's all right. It's all good. <laughs> Anyways, a, a, a little side note, but uh, yeah, Michael Parsons. Um, I feel like he deserves it. I mean, who else is in the running with with him for defensive rookie of the year? I think Odell. Oh, it's the Watt, right? No, no, no that's defensive Watt? player of the year. That's defensive player of the year. See, I'm confused. It's defensive rookie of the year, best rookie. Odafe always, I think, also in oh, nomination Odafe. for defensive rookie of the year. Um, I think the I forgot who else, but I think it's a guy on like I don't remember, but I know Odafe always definitely another guy in defensive rookie of the year. Um, Patrick Sertain as well, guy in the Broncos cornerback. Pat Patrick Sertain, Odafe Oway are two other nominees for defensive rookie of the year, but I, yeah, I just I think mean, none of those guys are even close to what Michael Parsons is putting up. The production that the Cowboys defense, the turnaround of that Cowboys defense. Last season, the Cowboys defense was by far the worst defense in football. They were letting up close to 40 points per game and over 400 yards per game. It was bad. It was looking bleak. Micah Parsons, in one year, along with Trayvon Diggs and along with another guy, Leighton Van Der Esch and DeMarcus Ware. Not DeMarcus Ware. Who am I thinking of? Um, Lawrence. Lawrence. Marcus Lawrence, yeah. 
They have turned this defense around to be one of the better units collectively in football right now. They, I think they had a top five defense. They, the, they were 32nd last year. They're fifth this season. Micah Parsons is definitely the reason for that. And I think for that reason, he's defense rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, well said. Well said. I, I can't, can't agree more, man. All right, so moving on, we're gonna we're just going to go to offensive player of the year. Uh, I think Cooper Cup's definitely in that conversation. Jonathan Taylor is in that conversation. I think Debo Samuel is in that conversation. So, Jay, out of those three, who do you like the best? Listen, man, this this season has been a whirlwind with COVID. Um, Crazy headline stories. got A.B. We got all these stories. And this is like the first, or well, in my opinion, this is the first year that these awards have been like are deep. Like you mentioned, um, Jonathan Taylor on the Colts. You just mentioned um, Cooper you, you, you Cup. Just mentioned, huh? Oh yeah, Cooper, Cooper Cup. I'm sorry, I'm having and like Debo, a block. Debo Samuel, yeah, yeah, like deep players, good players. It makes you not want to choose. Pick, one. Also pick one. Pick one. Come on. Come on. Pick one. Oh, man. I'm going to have to say uh, I'm gonna say Cooper Cup, man. All right. Give us your take. Because, Come on. Yeah, because Cooper Cup, he's, he's been going off, man. Um, he's had a phenomenal season so far. Not just re- postseason, regular season. Uh, I'm trying to look up his stats as, as he speaks. So if I'm like kind of like if you want to take take it and then I'll come back. Um, <clears throat> sure, I'll I'll take it real quick. Yeah, I, I'm I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with the you. Stats. I'm in agreement with you, Jay. This season, Cooper Cup, I think, is the offensive player of the year. Jonathan Taylor, don't get me wrong. Jonathan Taylor has been phenomenal. I think he's I think he's right now near. I think he's close to two thousand all purpose yards. He's been. A great receiving back. I think he's got like 500, 400, 500 yards receiving along with like six, 15, 1,600 yards rushing. But Cooper Cup, what can you say? He's been the best receiver in football this year. 1,947 yards. That's second all-time in a season behind the great Megatron. And might I add, both those guys were catching passes from Matt Stafford. But I digress. 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns. That is one of the best receiving seasons I've ever seen. And we generally give this award to running backs because running backs are definitely the main producers in an offense. But Cooper Cup has to be mentioned, and this case is one of the best offensive performances from a player in the season. He's He's come up clutch time and time again for the Rams. He's been the number one target. Now Robert Woods went down for a few weeks, and he stepped up big time. He let Odell get his bearings when when Odell first signed with the Rams. Cooper Cup is the offensive player of the year. Debo Samuel, also another guy that I mentioned, should have been uh, given consideration. Another great Swiss Army knife. He plays running back. He plays wide receiver. I think he had the third most receiving yards in football this year. Another great guy. But Cooper Cup, man. Best offensive season in the league this year, 1,947 yards. No one comes close. Jay, do you want to match that? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yep, yep. I um, 
definitely agree with you because he he leads your the receivers with like you said not um thousand nine hundred forty seven yards. Um he's done it all. Uh he can do it all. And uh like like you said, no one's gonna no one can, you know, out outdo him like right now. Like um and I believe he's still he's he's still young, so he can he has time to even up those numbers for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, I think he has my vote for the um Officer Player of the Year. All right, well, Cooper Cup, we, we wish you the best in the Super Bowl 56, but yep, yep. hopefully offensive player of the year, defensive player about of the it, year. But think about it, we have, we have a potential offensive player of the year and offensive player rookie of the year in the same Super Bowl. That, that's going to be crazy, man. That's going to yeah, be crazy. I mean, that, that's going to be a good game. Bu- these offenses are built around those two guys, so that's, a that's story. why they're there. That's a story. Uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, there's a few guys being up for that. T.J. Watt, he tied the sack record this year with Michael Strahan. He also got guys like Michael Parsons, who we just mentioned. It's easy for me. It's easy as, for me. As another uh, another guy, but also Miles Garrett too. But you you think it's easy, Jay? You think T.J. Watt? Yeah, I think T.J. Watt, man. Just just like you said, uh, he he just tied uh, the the all time sack sack stat, um, time Michael Strahan. Um, that man, even though he's a rival, he's a big, he's on a rival team of the Steelers. I mean, that man is is a monster, man. Like brother of uh, of JJ Watt, um, he just has the Watt family. It seems to have like jacked muscles, big creatures, creature like players, man. And I'm excited, man. Was Nick Bosa? A part of that or nah? Uh, Nick Bosa's, I think, in, in the talks for comeback player of the year. I feel like oh, he definitely could make a, make some noise in the defensive player of the year. But I definitely think Michael Parsons, you, right. Michael Parsons and uh, Miles Garrett are probably a little bit ahead of Nick Bosa this this time around. But, yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with you, Jay. I, I think TJ Watt definitely uh, gets my vote if I was getting a vote in defensive player of the year. This guy has 21 or 22 and a half sacks, which is tied for most all time. Five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries. It's just unbelievable numbers that I, I don't think. I mean, I think that you're, you're going to see them replicated, but it's just great production from a guy who's just torching right tackles this entire season. I, I love Micah Parsons, what he's bringing, but I think he's going to get his down the road. He's still young, still a rookie. Miles Garrett he was leading this for a good minute, but I think he's sort of falling off because his sack production went down a little bit as the year uh, went by. But TJ Watt, great, great, great right outside linebacker. Uh, I think this is maybe a second year in a row if he wins this one, I believe, too. I think he won it last year as well. One of the one of the great players in the game right now, JJ. His older brother also won three Defensive Player of the Year awards. The Watts are racking in the Defensive Player of the Year. So they have more Defensive Player of the Year awards than I think uh, than some of the other great, like Deion Sanders. You know all those guys. They have, they but combined have five after the season. So uh, I just think great job, TJ Watt. Another fantastic season. When do now they when do they do the award ceremony? Thursday. Is it? Thursday. So Thursday this week. Okay, that's why. Last award we're going to touch on before we head into our NBA segment. MVP. What do you think, Jay? 
So I think the two is going to be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, correct? Yep. Or and and, and Jonathan Taylor and others. Um, I feel like it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be Tom Brady, man. Okay. Um, I, I really do, man. Because think about it. What a way. I know it doesn't work out this way, but like, what a way to retire and ride into the retirement with an MVP. Um, he had a he, he had a good season. I mean, no, you can't go, get, go against the goat, man. I, mean, I, I know they both both players lost in the playoffs, um, so that would have up their that would have up their MVP chances. But I think it's based on the season, right? Not the MV, not the postseason, right? I right. think uh, the postseason might take a little bit of an impact on it. They don't say that it does, but I, come on, because I mean, I feel like if it did, it would the words would be after the Super Bowl. That is that the case. Yeah, because it's before the Super Bowl, so I feel like it's based on the season. Um, I think just like the NBA uh, MVP, I think it's based on the season, not the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean Tom Brady, he he, like, what a way to um, to end his like his career possibly as an MVP. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think he has it, man. Here's the thing: it's gonna be close though. Brady has Rodgers right now in yards, and I think in touchdowns as well. Uh, Tom Brady threw the most yards uh, uh, in a season for his career this year. But Aaron Rodgers, man, what, like this season he had 4,115 yards, 37 touchdowns to only seven picks. Or really, uh, to only four, 37 touchdowns to only four picks. Four picks, not even seven, four picks. Like, Wow. First team AP All Pro. His quarterback rating ended with 111.9. Mm. And the Packers ended with number one seed. So Aaron Rodgers has that stacked up for him. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has the yardage. It's it's gonna be really close, but I, I, I might have to give the edge to Aaron Rodgers in this in this one, the Jay. Yeah, I mean we'll talk well. Now you think – I mean, I don't want to switch up my answer, but, I mean, now you think about it, like Tom Brady uh, threw for 5,316 yards um, with a 12 interception ratio. His QB rating to end the year was 102.1. So Aaron Rodgers' rating was a little uh, was a little higher by nine, by nine points. You said 111, right? 111? 111, yeah. So, yeah, by nine points. I mean, so that can be – that can be the deciding factor. But think about it. Like, I mean, Tom Brady lost his players uh, and um, Chris Godwin and uh, Fournette towards the end of the year and Mike Evans for, like, a couple games. And the way they – I mean, they could have tanked – well, not not tanked, but they could have, like, you know, lost some games. And I feel like Tom Brady, I feel like he – the way he kept his team together, I feel like – I feel like he can pull it out just because he lost. I mean, because Aaron Rodgers had uh, Devontae Adams. He he had those players on offense. Yeah. Um, so that could be the, the factor. But and like I said, it's going to be close. But I feel like Tom Brady will pull it out and win it. Yeah. Um, n- n- no hate on Aaron Rodgers whatsoever because they're like neck and neck. But I think I, I think it comes down to the small thing when it comes down to the – yeah, I, I agree with you. It's there's a, there's a few components that are going to be in factors. Aaron Rodgers definitely won the MVP, he won the MVP last season, so there could be voter fatigue in there as well. We've seen that in the past. 
It's going to be close. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. We'll see Thursday night NFL honors. And that's it for our NFL Power Hour. We're going to have some NBA news for you right here. We'll run down the list real quick. But first thing we're going to touch on is the February 10th trade deadline in the NBA. We've had some trades go by. Some deals not been made yet. First one I'm going to go to you, Jay, is just this whole James Harden situation. We've talked about this a little bit last week. GM Sean Marks of the Nets has not said that he is going to trade Harden yet. Some news came out that there's a little bit of discussion between Philly and the Nets quickly shut shut it down. They, they don't want to trade Harden. Do you think the Nets should trade Harden or what? What, what, what do you think the deal with Harden is going to be? So the – so I heard it's going to come down to either the trade deadline or next season, the offseason. Um, if so, if the Nets want to win now, I feel like they should keep Harden. Because I heard that the not mayor of New York, but one of the governors of New York um, said that they could be lifting the, the indoor mask mandate in New York uh, in a couple of weeks and maybe in next month. So that means Kyrie can play full time potentially. Um, so I think like if they want to win now, I think like they should keep Harden for the remainder of the season. Um, I know there's, there's been rumors on ESPN and other websites saying that he wants out um, because of this, like Kevin Durant's out with an injury. Kyrie's kind of like on a part time basis, and they really had their chemistry. And think about it; they only played like 30, 30 something games together overall, um, or forty something games from the time they all got together due to injury and due to other things, Kyrie taking a break for doing political things. Um, but yeah, I feel like they should wait to the wait until um, after the off season. Uh, Cause I feel like that'll be a distraction. Cause I like, think to the team and when Kevin Durant, that thing about it, when Kevin Durant is hundred percent or close to hundred percent and Kyrie might be back full time and, and Harden, well, maybe they'll pick something up for the end of the year. But I don't know, man. What do you think, man? As a Nets fan, they need to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. There's no point in keeping him. He, he's he's sitting out of games now. He, there's well, left he, he, hamstring tightness. He's hurt. He's hurt, yeah. I, I don't even know if he's hurt. Like, it, it left hamstring tightness just seems like a way for him to just sort of keep sitting out and not really play. It sort of reminds me of the, what he did in his days in Houston. You know, he was just sort of sitting out for a little bit. It's just the Nets aren't getting it done. They're in a nine-game losing shoot. They just got blown out by the Celtics tonight. It wasn't even close. I mean, they had 26. They were down 26 in the first quarter. It was that bad. The Nets, they need to get rid of him because they need something for him. They can't let him walk in free agency. They gave up too much. I think they gave up Levert and Jared Allen for him. They gave up too much. And those guys are superstars now. They gave up too much now for James Harden to sort of just give up now. The Nets had too much riding on this. They need to get rid of him now. They have two days to do it. Make a package. Make something. Just get Ben Simmons for him. I don't care. Just get something for him. You can't let him walk. If they do that, Sean Marks needs to be fired. It's just unacceptable if that happens. I mean, I was gonna, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, if you be a Nets fan, do you, you don't mind Ben Simmons coming to, to Brooklyn? The Nets need defense. Their defense stinks. They have one of the worst yeah, defenses in the NBA right now. I'd rather have a defensive guard than James Harden, who's a liability on defense. But right. without Harden, I mean, I mean, we got Kyrie and KD, but like, we, we all know Ben Simmons can't shoot the ball. 
I don't care. We, the Nets have enough shooting. They have KD, who's coming back soon. Patty Mills, who's been a top five three-point shooter this season. And Joe Harris is hurt. And he, he's going to need another surgery, I believe. But you, you got shooters on this team. Don't You don't have to worry about that. You need What you need to worry about is getting defense and getting rid of Harden, who could be walking for nothing. He'll be walking for scraps next year. Nets need to deal him, and they need to deal him now, and they don't have much time. I mean, I don't know why he wanted to. I mean, I know he wanted to come to join with the with uh. Well, KD when he was leaving Kyrie, Houston, but... he was leaving Houston. He had a few destinations. He had Philly and Brooklyn. I think he wanted Philly more than Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Is what they're saying. So I mean, that could be a factor. He wants to play with Embiid. He wants to play under Doc Rivers, I, I guess. But the, the Sixer system is idealist, and who knows? Maybe I, I could definitely see Harden not loving Houston after three months because that guy just can't make up his mind. Uh, it's frustrating as a Nets fan because we thought when we got him, it was it was game over, and now he's just sort of – he's doing his own thing. You know, James Harden's a great player. He's got the talent. I just don't think he has the drive. And that's I, mean, I, feel like, I, mean, I feel like he'd rather be with little Baby and Kanye than be on the court, man. That's what I, that's what I think. Man. I making agree al- with you. Making I, albums. <laughs> the beard is not feared right now in the NBA. <laughs> well, um, our second story on the NBA is the blow-up of the Indiana Pacers. Hmm. They just blew up their entire team. I mean, Karis LeVert got sent to the Cavaliers in a trade that sent Ricky Rubio and three second-round picks to Indiana. Karis LeVert, a great shooting guard. I think that's exactly what the Cavs need. And then on the, they also sent also all-star DeMontis Sabonis to the Sacramento Kings for a package that included Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, the Pacers also included Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday and a 2023 second-round pick in exchange for Halliburton. Guard Buddy Heald and center Tristan Thompson. So Heald's also on the move. He'll be in. Indiana. So Indiana blows it up. They get some pieces in exchange for Sabonis and Karis Levert. And Jay, what do you think of this? Do you think the Cavs made a good move in getting Levert? Do you think the Kings made a good move in getting Sabonis? Well, before I uh, do my take, what would you what would you grade this deal or this trade in, man? Like you know how people grade deals. I think for the Cavs in their in the respect for Levert, I think what they're what they gave up and what they're getting, I think it's an A move for them. I think the Pacers were just trying to clear up a little bit of cap space in regards to the liver. For them, I think it's just a B, a B move. It's average. The Kings for Sabonis, uh, I don't know what to think of that. That's kind of a D move. Sabonis is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know what the Kings are doing right now. The Kings are they are always in a constant rebuild, and it just feels like they're not you know, moving in the right direction. And they gave him a great young shooting guard and Buddy Heald. I don't know. Sabonis is definitely a great player. I just don't think he's going to turn around that franchise. Pacers are just building for the future. Uh, and it's it's good, Jay. What 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 were you grade these guys at? Um. So yes, yeah, that was definitely the first trade of the of the day today. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski broke the news. Um, I don't see the Cavaliers, and I, I mean, I believe you. Like in, in, in the report, I just don't. 
I see the Indiana Pacers and Sacramento, what they get. I don't see the Cavaliers in this article. Uh, Cavs got Levert. Um, then the Pacers got back from the Cavs, Ricky Rubio, and I think four second round picks, something like that. Because so. I know, because uh, I'm reading that um, that the Kings uh, traded Halliburton Hallibur- yeah, for Sabonis. For Sabonis. Um, so the, the, so, the Pacers blew up their team pretty much. They 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 got rid of Sabonis and they got rid of Levert. They they got Buddy Hill. They got a bunch of young guys, a lot of drafts. So there. they're all going. Because I was trying to with this article. So they're all going like Sabonis. They're all going to the Kings or the Cavs. Yes, Sabonis okay. is going. Sabonis is going to the Kings. Levert's the Kings. going to the Cavaliers. To the Cavaliers. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they traded their the Kings traded um, got like Halliburton. Like he's probably one of their the cornerstones of young talent on the team um, with him, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hill, which is now gone, um, and Marvin Bagley. I mean, they had a good team. Like, you know, not, not, not a good team, but, like, you know, a team that, you know, is young and in the rebuilding phase. But um, I think it's a real, I think it's a D minus for the Kings because of Halliburton. Because, uh, you know, but then I, like you said, I mean, the Cavs won the deal. They got uh, Lavert. I like him with Mobley. I like him with uh, with uh, uh, what's that point guard? Um, Garland. Uh, Garland's a beast. He's Here, a beast. One thing I want to talk about real quick in regards to the uh, Lavert to the Cavs. Yeah. Uh, two former Nets are now reunited. Karis Lavert and Jared Allen. Are now reunited. Oh yeah! I saw the article that uh, as soon as he got the he heard the news that he was traded to the Cavs, Levert immediately got into contact with Jared Allen, which makes me feel nice. It made me feel nice as a Nets fan that those two guys are reunited again. They were great for us. Yeah, like you I, said, Ricky Rubio was in the trade, right? Yeah, Ricky Rubio got sent to the Pacers. Well, he's hurt, um, so I don't know what the, what the Pacers are going to do with him. Um, so yeah, I think the Cavaliers won the trade. I think the Kings lost the trade because they. Traded away like Buddy Hill and well, no, the Cavaliers traded with the Pacers and the Kings traded with the Pacers. Two separate trades. Oh, two separate trades. Yes, I the thought. Kings, oh, I thought the it was Kings a and the Pacers traded, and the Cavaliers and the Pacers traded. They're two separate trades. Oh, I thought it was a three-team trade. I'm just talking about how overall they all they collectively blew up the Pacers. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. What happens to trade deadline? I think it ends what Thursday at like four or five. It ends uh Thursday, yeah, five o'clock, I believe. It's usually around five that time. O'clock. So we'll see if any if the Lakers do anything. I mean, well, like we're going to talk there about was another big now. trade that we're about to touch on soon. So yeah, we'll McCall- that. McCollum, McCollum right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to that right now if you want. You want to get to that right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I take it. Uh, like McCollum, I mean, obviously they're trying to the the Blazers were trying to build around. Damian Lillard, um, that's what they, they their front office said. Um, who knows who will get in the draft uh, this year? It's up in the air. Um, but I feel like McCollum, I think when Zion gets healthy, that, that's going to be a good team. We got um, – well, they tra- they traded Josh Hart. Josh Hart, right? He's gone, right? Yeah, so the, the McCollum trade – here, I got it in front of me. The Pelicans are sending guards. Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Didi Luzada in the deal. 
New Orleans is also sending a protected first round pick and two second round picks to Portland. So, so who? So New Orleans see, sent a lot. That's a lot for CJ McCollum. That is CJ McCollum's having a, a down year too. I, I mean, the Pelicans right now are just not good. They're, 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 they're just one of the worst teams in basketball this year. Zion's never on the court. So what what do you gain from getting CJ McCollum for that much? That, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I mean, he's he's still a good shooter, but like you said, he's been kind of cold. Um, but I mean, we'll see once Zion gets healthy and they still have Brandon Ingram and um, and Hayes as a center. So we'll see, man. I mean, I don't know who who really won that trade. I'm not sure on that. As of right now, I'm looking at it. I just think the Blazers just finessed the Pelicans. I mean, you're getting you're getting Josh Hart, who's a very solid sixth man, I would say. Yep, I agree. You're, Thomas Sadoransky's a good player. You're getting a protected first round pick and two seconds. I mean, the first round pick is number five to number fourteen protected, which I, I guess it's a lot, but like. I think for for New Orleans, they're going to finish way under five. I, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in basketball. You, you could probably get a third, number three, number four overall pick for that. That's, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure after this podcast is over, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot more crazy trades. So I'm excited to see like what um, transpires in, in these next two days or maybe a day and a half. Yeah, it's going to get crazy. I, I just want to keep touching on this, this CJ McCollum. Like, do you, you think the Blazers now, you think they could potentially deal Dame? Well, I heard that they want to build around him, get players around him maybe in the offseason. But, I'll, but they, not... I think Dame's leaving. Think so? They, they might not be around for the long haul. So I feel like Dame, you could get something for Dame now. You, you already just got a, a huge haul for I feel like I mean I feel like I feel like that they, they, they should wait in the offseason and trade Russell Westbrook for Damon Lillard for Lakers. I don't think that's the move. I I do not think that's the. I I don't think Russ is worth Dame right now. I know as well, a Lakers fan, that's what you want more than well, anything. They, well, they need something the Blazers for him. So I know as a Lakers fan, that's what you want more than anything. But that I just I mean Dame that. wanted to go to the Lakers, but they got Russell Westbrook. So I mean he wanted to go there. Well, yeah, because Russell was worth a lot less than what Dame is, and rightfully so, because Russ is definitely been bad <laughs> to say the least. I mean, you saw he didn't he have like four points on on Friday night. Yeah, and got benched in the fourth quarter. Or... Yeah. <laughs> like, what I mean, he, we we talk about Russ so much on this podcast that it sort of drowns out any other NBA news we have. But uh, yeah, so CJ McCollum with Pelicans, Pelicans give up a huge load for him. So it's so that's kind of brings me to my next topic. We talked about the Lakers real quick. Now that we're almost to the All Star break, remember I remember when we we started this season when we were talking like a little preseason preview about about the NBA. We were like, oh, it's going to be Lakers-Nets, Lakers-Nets. Who's going to have the edge? Who's going to have the edge? Lakers-Nets, Lakers-Nets, Lakers-Nets. Well, they're both stinking it up right now. I, I, I just want to say to you, Jay, as of right now in this point in the season, who is more disappointing, the Lakers or the Nets? Damn, that's a hard question. Uh, 
Can it be both teams? Because no, I mean, pick a side. Come on, pick a take. Let's go. I feel like it's I feel like it's the Nets because Kyrie. All right, there you go, Nets. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Nets because other than Kyrie's issue with the vaccination and, and COVID, they've and before Katie got hurt, Katie's a phenomenal player, excellent shooter. Big man, shooter for a big man, seven foot big man. I don't care if people say he's six nine or six eight. He's seven foot. Uh, he's a shooter, and Harden, when he's healthy, it's it's their fault for freaking uh hiring Steve Nash as a coach. Phenom- I mean, phenomenal player. Um, I just feel like the, the whole reason why they they hired Steve Nash is for he's him a to fan be a players coach. They wanted they wanted a players coach. They wanted a guy to just let let the players do what they want to do. And, that, and, that's, and, and that's, why that's, that's why they stink. That's why. That's why they stink. Um, I mean, Steve and, Kerr is like that, but Steve Kerr also knows when to push his guys, and that's why the Warriors are continually one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, I mean, so I think that I mean. With LeBron and their uh, – LeBron has, has had a phenomenal season. 80 went out for a couple games. And Aaron Russell is, is struggling. But I thought the Nets, I mean, they're in a competitive East where you know you got the Miami cooking. You got Milwaukee up there. You got um, uh, the Celtics. The Horns are kind of like in, in, in the mix with LaMelo. Um, like, so, I mean, I – I don't know. I think it's the Nets, man. I think they had the biggest disappointment because this year, every all the Brooklyn fans wanted 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 to see the big three together, and fans got frustrated with the, with the whole Kyrie situation. Um, and it's just it's just been a big mess for the Nets. Uh, what do you think, man? Um. Just as you you picked the Nets, I was gonna pick the Nets, but I feel like we have to cover the Lakers because we we tend to do that. Lakers are definitely the team in my eyes that has disappointed me the most. I, I think the Nets, even though they've had their struggles, they're still sitting over five hundred right now. That's not what the Lakers are doing. Lakers right now sitting two games under five hundred at twenty six and twenty eight. And at, at this point in the season right now, it's just not looking good. I, I mean, I said I mentioned it earlier, but Russell Westbrook's game on Tuesday night or not Tuesday night, on Friday night against the Knicks was just wow, horrible. I mean, even though the Lakers still won the game, I, 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 I'm just going to quickly look over it real quick. But I, I, I think in that game, Russ had five points, shot one for ten in 29 minutes. Four rebounds, six assists. Like, they brought you here, as Maz said a bunch of times, to be the guy that could run and facilitate things when LeBron's on the floor. You can't be putting up five points as a number three scorer. At least Anthony Davis is getting back up to speed, which is, is nice to see. I mean, he had 28 points in their last game. So, Right now they're losing. I think actually, actually as we speak, the game's on TNT. They're playing the Bucks. They're losing. So what score that? What score that game? Uh, Bucks are beating the Lakers seventy-eight fifty-six at half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm just gonna look at the live stats right now. I'm just gonna see. Man, LeBron's got thirteen. AD's got ten. Russ got six. Russ is shooting two of eight. <laughs> like his team is bad. 
the Nets are on a nine-game losing streak. Yes, I get it. But, like, at least we've had guys miss time. We've had James Harden being this whole drama. But the Lakers, I mean, they've just had some player drama. Not even, even player drama. They've had their players playing. They just stink. I mean, AD missed time. Now he's back. Now he's back to full strength. But Russ stinks. This team can't get together all at the same time. I, I just don't see them moving past the first round this year, just by the way things are going. And LeBron's already starting to say that whatever team Bronny goes to, he's leaving. So, Lakers, LeBron, I think LeBron's already starting to mentally check out of this season. And for Lakers fans, it's going to be it's going to be a long second half of the season after this All-Star break, Jay. Well, after the um, the Lakers beat the Knicks the other night, um, it was a crazy game, which the Lakers should have dominated because, I mean, they're playing the Knicks. But a great game over time, uh, victory of the Lakers. And even LeBron um, in the post-game interview with Malika Andrews said that, like, listen, like, we, in in order to be great, we had to look ourselves in the mirror and take a, take, take accountability for your actions on the court. He, 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 as a leader, said players need to take accountability. Accountability means to play your role, know your role, stick to your role, and then try to and try to and try to come together as a team and put it all together. And like like we said, I mean, we all we all thought that the Lakers and Nets were gonna be in the in the finals. Um they said that the Lakers were the oldest team, which is true they have a lot of old heads on the team. I mean, I feel like after this year, I'm, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they blow it up and kind of like not start new, but like kind of like you know add some fresher legs. I mean, I mean, they got They're definitely gonna have. To I mean, they got. I mean, they got some. I mean, they got Austin Reeves, AR15. They got him. They got. I mean, uh, Stanley Johnson was just, you know was on a ten day contract, but now assigned to the team for good. I mean, but I mean, I mean, they have some good pieces like Trevor Ariza, but he's, I mean, he's old. He can still. Trevor Ariza's old. Avery Bradley's old. But he's I still mean, a good. He's still a good defender. Avery I Bradley. guess, but like, Russ is old. Melo's old. This team is not built to go far. This was their season to have their championship this season. The only young good players that they have right now are Anthony Davis. I mean, who else can you think of right now? LeBron That's James. Young. LeBron's oh, not oh, young. Oh. He's not young. LeBron's 37. This team is not built to go past this season. They were built to win this year, and they're just not going to get it done. I mean, I kudos to LeBron that, to getting a championship I mean, with the Lakers a few years ago, but it, it's just looking like that, that might be the last championship he's ever going to win. I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know about the last. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I like – I mean – after the All Star break, they really need to like you know have a team a team meeting and be like, look, yeah, we need to step it up. We need. But how many? They've had so many team meetings. I feel like every weekend I'm seeing a, a, a woe tree. LeBron had a team meeting. Russ had a team meeting. Anthony Davis had a team meeting. Uh, what's his name? Had a team meeting. Coach. Slipped my mind. Vogel. Vogel. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel's having a, a team meeting. How many more team meetings do you need? This team's not going to get it done. Sorry, Jay. At this point in the season, you're 26 but, and 28. You're probably going to be 26 29, counting this Bucks game tonight. And it's not looking like this team's going to be. But at the end of the day, the, the the factor is LeBron and AD. You still got the two of the best players, probably top five best players in the league, or, or top 10, 
at 20, top 10. So, best, I mean, the, the, you can't really rule out the Kano. Just, just, just like Tom Brady, man. So, we'll see. We'll see, man. All right, yeah. Lakers and Nets, both disappointing. Wow, were we off in this preseason, huh, Jay? I think everyone was off, man, not just us. Yeah, but it's been a good season otherwise that. I mean, both of our teams suck, but we're having fun watching basketball every day. All right, so last story of the night. This one's going to be a little bit fun. It's not even really a story. It's just two guys having fun. You know, the NBA All-Star Games this year, that this uh, this Thursday actually is the uh, All-Star Game draft. You know, LeBron and Kevin Durant are doing the draft again. And they're gonna like draft from a pool of players four uh, West or I think wait, so it's gonna be five East starters and four West starters because uh, KD cannot play so they're just gonna draft an extra starter for the for the East pool. So me and Jay are going to recreate this. So I guess Jay, you're gonna be LeBron. I'm gonna be KD, and then we're just gonna pick from the pool of players. That have been selected. So for right now, I'll just read out the players real quick. The East starters, Giannis Antetokounmpo, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, and Trey Young. West starters, LeBron, uh, LeBron, so you're already there. Jokic, Wiggins, Stephen Curry, John Morant. And then the reserves from the East, LaMelo Ball, Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Fred Van Vliet. And the West Reserves are Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. So, Jay. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm going to go first, man, because I'd I'd look at this list real quick, man. All right, so we're going to pick from the starters first. So, right now, the starters are Giannis, DeMar, Joel Embiid, Tatum, Young, uh, Jokic, Wiggins, Curry, Grant. You're already LeBron, so LeBron is yours. I got to pick an extra starter because KD's not playing. So with the first pick in our mock draft of all-star players, this is going to be tough. I, I think I'm going to take Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I really, actually, that's not probably that tough. I think Giannis is definitely the number one pick in my eyes. Imagine Giannis. He's just a monster. He, he's starting to sh- be able to shoot now. He's been driving the lane. He's playing his top-tier defense. I want Giannis first pick. Jay, you're up next. So actually, wait. Let me let me write this down because I feel like we're gonna forget stuff because if uh, we're just rounding off the dome like this, right? Yeah. Let me see. I gotta find a pen. <laughs> so give me your pick, Jay, real quick while I while I search for a pen. Um. So I'm gonna go with my first pick, Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan, really? All right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He's clutch in clutch time, man. All right. So team LeBron, you're gonna, you're already gonna have LBJ. You're going to have DeMar DeRozan, and then I'm Team KD, and I'm taking Giannis. All right, so Giannis gone, DeMar gone. Second round here, I'm looking at these pools. Joe Embiid, Jason Tatum, Trey Young. I think I'm going to take Stephen Curry. I know he's struggling right now, but he's the best shooter of all time. He could turn it around for me in an instant. I, I like Steph in this slot. Okay, okay. All right, so now Giannis, DeMar, and Steph are gone. Who do you want? I'm going to stay big. I'm going to go Joel Embiid, man. All right, Joel Embiid. I the like process. it. What, what do you, what, why'd you take Joel here? You need a big yeah. man? It's pretty obvious, man. Like He's going off in the 70s right now, man. He's dominating the paint. Uh, 
She's going off, man. Got to go big. Yeah. I like that sentiment. That's why I'm taking Nikola Jokic next because okay. I think Jokic is even better than Embiid right now. I, I love Embiid, but Nikola Jokic has the tools of a guard and a 7-2 frame. And match, match that with Giannis and Steph right now. I think my team right now is looking stacked against yours. Mm-hmm. Well, All right. Well, we'll see with my next pick. All right, your next pick. You my have, next pick is going to be, huh? Okay. Who are you taking Jean Moran. Jean Moran. All right. Have a little, have a little combo guard can shoot and dunk it. So that's going to match well with with Demar. Two two uh, nice little slashers that can that can get to the rim. But I, I like I like my defensive unit, Giannis and Jokic, that can sort of step up and try to, to combat those guards. Would you? Well, Nick. I'm not sure what their stats are with the three pointers, but Joel Kiki shoot three. I think Nick. I think Joker can too. But. Yeah. All right. So you have LeBron, Demar, Joel, and Ja. I have Giannis, Steph, and Jokic. I'm going to take with my next pick. So as of right now, who's still available? Wiggins, right now, is still available. Tatum and Trey Young are still available. I'm going to take Jason Tatum. Tatum is a great shooter. Gives us a little bit more size. I like his ability to, to, to shoot off. Not a great defensive player, but I don't think I need defense right now because I got Giannis and Jokic in there. So uh, I, I think your team defensively is better than mine, but the offensive firepower that I got right now, I think is too much to pass up. For my other guard, I'm gonna do Trey Young. All right, Trey Young. Yeah, I, I figured. I mean, right now, I mean, I, I think Andrew Wiggins is a little uh, out of sorts here in all these starters. So I guess I'm I'm stuck with Wiggins right now as my last starter. So I mean, nothing wrong with that. Wiggins is nice, man. Uh, he's he's okay. He's good. He's having a good season. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but I, I just don't think he should have been a starter this year. That's just all I want. We we discovered we we covered that a little bit in the last podcast. Go give that a listen. When you can, but all right. So our starters here: your team, LeBron. You have LeBron, of course. Demar, Joel Embiid, Ja, and Trey Young. I got Giannis, Steph, Jokic, Jason Tatum, and Andrew Wiggins. I want. I want. I wish I could get Maz on here, or or like Matt or something like that, just to see like who had a better draft here and just like give us a, a little bit of input. But do you want to go to reserves real quick? We, we can knock out yeah, these reserves. Yeah, we're, we're All right, so we're the reserves. We said LaMelo Ball, Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Fred Van Bleet, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, Chris Paul, and Kat. So, since, since I went first in the, in the uh, starters, I guess I'll go first again. All right. So out of these players right now, I don't know. I think Luca. I think Luca okay. got snubbed from that starter spot. I think he should have been in over Wiggins. He's definitely, I think, the best reserve out of here. I said how much I love Luca before. I'm taking Luca. Yeah, you got well, Draymond Green, he's uh he's not playing, so I'm not sure who's going oh okay. Did I say Murray yeah, in this spot? Okay. Yes. So John um, Murray. So for my first reserve pick, I'm gonna pick uh, Lamelo Ball. 
Really? A, that's, a little that's bit pretty of, hot. That's pretty hot little, for Lamelo. A, a little bit of passing, a lot of like you know passing, like uh, a lot of he can shoot the threes, he can dunk it. All right. Okay. I, I, I think it's a little high for Lamelo though. I mean, he's a great player. I think he's he he got in because uh, KD's not playing. But still, like, I mean, look at this. I mean, I think the Hornets season has been overlooked by all the other teams, man. Like, they're low-key. They're, like, nice, man. All right. Well, you take LaMelo Ball. And I think for that reason, I might have to go with someone else. Um, I think I'm going to go with Devin Booker. Okay. Devin Booker, great shooter, great scorer. He's having an, another great – I think he's averaging close to 28 points per game right now with Phoenix Suns. Suns are 1C right now. I'm loving Devin Booker right now, and I think he's better than LaMelo Ball. But that's up to you, bro. I, I, ain't, I ain't judging these picks. These are your picks as well. All right, what's your next pick? My next pick is going to be – I'm going to go big. I'm going to go Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, so you want some more size coming off the bench? Defensive player of the year a couple of times, you know, helping out Joe and B with the backup. I, I wish he was a starter, but. Jokic is having just an insane year. I mean, I, I didn't make him a backup. Yeah. All right. All right, so you take Rudy Gobert. Just look at that up and down here. I'm going to go Zach Levine. Okay, okay. I'm loading up on guards here in, in my in my backup. I'm, I'm going to have to draft site eventually, but I just like Zach Levine's scoring production this season. Him and DeMar have meshed really well. Uh, I like Zach Levine, just good slasher. He can shoot from the outside, and I think he'll be another great shooter coming off my bench. I got a lot of shooting. What can I say? Yeah, how many picks do we have left? Like, oh, like So uh, right now who's available at the moment? Jimmy Butler. Darius Garland, James Harden, Chris Middleton, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. All right, so my next pick is going to be uh, Chris Paul. Having LeBron and Chris Paul on the same team, have, have the banana boat roster. Just missing Carmelo and D-Wade. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. man well, Carmelo's not an all-star this season. So CP3, I got CP3 as my uh, – that's my next pick. All right, so you take CP3 here. I think here I definitely need a little bit more height coming off my bench. So for this reason, I think I'm going to take Cat. Okay. Nice stretch big. He's in the three-point competition this year. Just got announced today. I like Cat. He's not a great defender, but you know what? He's just going to have to back up Jokic for now. I just need some size. Got you, got you. All right, what do you got next? My next pick is going to be uh, Jimmy Butler, man. He's a dog, man. Yeah, dog. I, I kind of figured you were going to take Jimmy here. Hmm. And why, why do you want, why do you take Jimmy? Just cause... No, this is, he's a dog, man. He's a dog on defense. He he, he he can shoot. He can dunk. He just like likes that um, – he brings that fierceness to the team. I agree with you. I mean, he's a, he's a natural born leader. Great pickup. So now that leaves me now. I got to decide here. I could take Donovan Mitchell. I could take DeJounte Murray. Or I could take Chris Middleton, Fred Van Vliet. You know what? 
I'm gonna take Chris Middleton here. I feel like everyone right now is watching this and it's just like, why are they not taking James Harden? Because I don't like James Harden right now. I don't want him. I'll take Chris Middleton. I need some more size. I like Chris Middleton. He's a good uh, shooter as well. I like slowing up on these shooters. Great defensive piece. I need some more defense as well. Chris Middleton, you're my pick. So you got Chris Middleton as the next pick? Yep. So right now, left for us, you could choose Fred Van Vliet, James Harden, Donovan Mitchell, and DeJounte Murray are still available. Um, so I'm going to take uh, Fred, Fred Van Fleet, man. All right, Fred Van Vliet. A little bit of shooting, a little bit of uh, passing skills. Uh, kind of he can shoot the deep three ball low key. Um, and my Drake look alike, man. All right. All right, so that leaves us left to three more players. Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, and and uh, James Harden. So and, and Darius Garland, my bad. And Darius Garland. I forgot Darius Garland. You know what? I'm gonna take Donovan Mitchell. I like I, I need another shooting guard. I don't I don't need another real huge ball dominant guy. Guy who just come in and just knock down shots for me. That's what I need right now. So, Darius Garland, DeJounte Murray, or James Harden. I'm going to have to go with James Harden, man. All right. So, finally, James Harden's off the board. We've we, we beaten around the bush. Here you go. What, why do you want James Harden? He brings more shooting, man. There's more shooting. If you have, if you have Curry and, and uh, Donchers, I need other. I need more players to shoot. I, I mean, I know I got Trey Young and Chris Paul, but Harden, I mean – I feel like, you know, when the game comes down, like, to the third, fourth quarter, and then need more shooting, Harden will be a key factor in that. I just don't want my team. I don't want my team. I just don't like him right now. It's personal. It's personal right now. That's my win, your loss, man. Final round. (laughs) Final round. DeJounte Murray or... Darius Garland. I'm gonna have to go with Darius Garland. I another great point guard. He's having a breakout season right now with the Cavs. I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. John Jay Murray, he's having a good season. Don't get me wrong. He's got as a replacement because Jermon Green's gonna be out. I love Darius Garland. I'm taking him. So Jay, that means you're stuck with I'm not gonna say stuck with because I, I don't wanna bash the man, but you're 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 stuck with DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind. He's a Good player. Uh, he can shoot. He he he's a dog on offense. Can score the ball with proficiency or efficiency. Um, yeah. So I mean, I got him. Well, that'll be it for our final All Star Game mock draft. Our first ever JJL Sports Show mock draft All Star team. So this is our final. So Jay was Team LeBron. He gets Team LeBron. So he gets LeBron, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, John Morant, Trey Young as a starting five. Then on his bench is LaMelo Ball, Rudy Gobert, CP3, Jimmy Butler, Fred VanVleet, James Harden, and DeJounte Murray. I got Team KD, even though KD's not playing. So I had to pick in the first round. So I took Giannis. So I have Giannis, Steph, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, and Andrew Wiggins, with my reserves being Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, 
Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, and Darius Garland. Jay, how'd you like the teams? I mean, I think they're, they're all right. It should be it should make for a fun. I, I feel like we should we should lead the fans up to a vote here as who do you think which team would win? Yeah, uh, I don't know how to do that. Um, possibly on my Instagram, you can I can do a poll maybe, and then um, we'll, we'll see who who which team is liked better by uh by us. I can send you a picture. If y'all want to follow me on Instagram, um, people here in my class or anyone, um, my Instagram is jjl underscore xo, and I post a poll, and then y'all decide. Uh, I guess Ann will send me the picture, and then um, of the two teams, and then uh. We'll, Y'all can decide who has a better team, but this is not the real rosters. This is, this is just us this having fun for, for fun. I want to do more stuff like this in the future. You know, have a little fun, do a little games like this where we could just sort of have fun, lay back, have some conversations with our players, and not have to just you know just report the facts. You know what I'm talking about, Jay? Yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what the what the voters vote, man. I I feel like they're kind of even with Joel and Bead. And, and uh, you got the Joker. I mean, that's gonna be a battle of the bigs. Um, I feel like my my team is more big because we got LeBron, obviously. Um, your, your team is definitely more defensive oriented. My team's more shooting oriented. I mean, I got shooting too. I got Trey Young. I got uh, yeah, but I got Luca, Devin Booker, and Steph. <laughs> like true. Yeah, we'll, right, see, well, we'll see. We'll but, see. We'll uh, see. We'll leave it up to the votes of the fans. Well, that's all we have right now for the JJL Sports Talk Show. Uh, I'm Anthony Caffone, who's been hosting tonight. Jay is my partner. Well, I should say Jay is the leader of this all, but he was sort of uh, helping out tonight as well. Uh, No Maz tonight. We'll we'll get that sorted out. No Matt tonight. He was in another state. Things came up. It happens. But uh, glad you guys could tune in. (laughs) Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, (laughs) Spotify, YouTube, uh, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Jay, any last remarks? Yeah, I was going to say, we got to have uh, Matt's can hide from us. We'll see him tomorrow. We'll have a talk with him tomorrow. Yeah, um, big confrontation with Matt's tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like Ann said, I mean, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. If you haven't, let your friend know, let your let your significant other know we are, we are on air. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm Jordan. I got my boy Caffone and Caffone, and we out, man. Right, see you guys. Have a good week. See you on next Tuesday.